So, but yeah, that's cool. So, um, fellas, I missed you all last week. Uh, it's good to see you all. I'm glad we're all here. I missed you on Sunday. You missed me on Sunday? Oh, at uh, LA Comic Con. Go to LA Comic Con. You left me. You had you had me do it all by my lonesome Hunter S. Thompson Love. style. Exactly. You were freaking focused. I don't know. I yeah. saw I saw you with some other young young fellow making content for the show. Mm. That what young kids call it now? Making content. Back in my yeah. day, we just called it hibbity dibbity. Hibbity dibbity. <laughs> hibbity dibbity. That's gross. Oh no, yeah, that, <laughs> I did. My, I told my nephew, "Hey, you want to come come down?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, let's do it." I need a mm. cameraman. So, only problem is he's tall. So, him holding the camera. <laughs> looks- <laughs> and All of the camera shots. They're like, okay. they're from the high up to down, but they're also uh, the disparity in my height to all the guests that are interviewed is weird too because it's like he had to move so i could be in frame <laughs> like he had to move back because i didn't have the lens i used was a different type of lens so i saw him going into the house. i'm like what are you doing and then i'm like oh it's the i'm not in the frame i'm too short um but you know it worked out <laughs> the footage yeah. was great that i saw yeah, yeah, we, we we tried, you know, we tried to do it. He, uh, I just gave him a GoPro. I'm like, hey, here you go, do your thing. And then he started just getting into every nook and cranny of these statues. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> well, look, let me start from the beginning, man. This fucking shit convention, which I love oh. it, and I it convention lovingly, uh, because, well, you know, you know, the L.A. Convention Center, like they put me, they, yeah. They, it made me park all the way to where the, um, uh, the Figueroa side is like go, almost going back into the freeway, right? And then they yeah. have an to the South Hall, and they don't let me in because they don't have the barcode readers there. Like you have to go to a special room to get your your badge from your barcode, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like. Can't you just make stations like these? At, you know, I, I don't know. It's the organ. So it's like you got to go to the Pico entrance. Now, when they tell me the Pico entrance from South Hall, to me, that's that yeah. main entrance, one that you see here right. in our little Pico. Right. Yeah. Instead, on the corner of Pico, you got to go through the piss soaked tunnel to like <laughs> this weird warehouse area. <laughs> and so, yeah, we got we got we got thrown out from like three different doors to start really so that, all right like this is already getting on my nerves you know um it's so weird that la convention center is not for whatever reason doesn't feel like that great of a convention center for comic convention you know it can be if you like fully utilize it but like also you know you go to uh you go to like long beach comic con and they're like you can go in through any door but it's like oh go get your badge yeah. first there's like a little area right. before go like they check yeah. for badges in a different area it you can go into the lobby and walk around the lobby and mm-hmm. still be okay and they don't let you go they don't let you do that here like they you got to be on the street essentially unless you have your badge which is right and because the, of the layout of this convention center this just doesn't make sense like they should let us take the bridge it's an easier walk in one for one 
right like, and it's you right. see the people you experience some of it at least and fuck, you could buy mm-hmm. some overpriced because that's where the food court is so you know <laughs> right but and then you know and then in the main doors to the actual exhibit hall nobody's checking for badges so it's 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 a weird setup but um yeah nonetheless and then right when we got in we put a we ended up uh like he just automatically like turned on the camera it's like what do we have here and he starts looking at these knives and shit and i was trying to share it here but it i don't think it would let me let me try it again um so you can get a sense of what like the first thing you saw and then you know i'm, I'm at this point i'm experiencing it through my nephew's eyes adam babong mm-hmm. for all you who've never heard him. adam babong uh, <laughs> it's not wanting to do it i think it's because i'm showing oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's added to the see. thing though it's not added to the thing but i, I think let me try it again it, it's you can i can't add more than one i think is what it is oh that's weird i feel like you should be able to yeah, upload yeah, as many no, videos I, that particular video yeah it's that particular video is not letting me it's probably too big in size oh okay sorry but so yeah <laughs> he doesn't know you're not supposed to touch these things. <laughs> He's like grabbing <laughs> it, and you know, I'll, I'll put that video up. I was going to use it for B-roll here instead of on the channel, but I'll, I'll put that up. Just that's like a little walkthrough thing, and yeah, he starts touching the knives and stuff, and then I'm like, "Hey, man, you forgot to do." It. But then the guy just starts putting on a show for him, showing him everything he's got, and he ended up buying something from there too. So it was, a, it was a good time right from the start. Aside from the entrance problem, right where we went, boom, good. And uh, yeah, from then on, we just ran into people we knew a little bit, or I knew. Uh, did a couple interviews like right from the gate. They had some really interesting jewelry. And then that video should be up tomorrow on their channel. Um, and it's, Larry, you remember they did this thing where. Um, Right off of the South Hall, they take you to the small vendors, like the smaller small businesses. You know, oh, Larry's gone. I I remember. Fred. Yeah, he had he had a cat issue. He needed to take care of. Yeah, pussy in his I'm face. Can show that on YouTube. Indeed, he had to throw indeed. it. He had to throw Austin in the river. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, you I guys put, I, I put in plastic bags, so it's kind of more difficult to do that. That's not so grim. God, wait. It's actually oh, I do remember what you're talking about. Though. Um, what now? Oh, but you remember, like, when you get your badge, you go straight into the small business area, and there's a streaming mm-hmm. section. So now they had a, a go-kart race track in there. Really? So Segway makes go-karts now. And, Segway? Uh, yeah, but I don't think any of us can fit in it. Like, it's, So it's, it's for kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah they're kids. Good. But they're like they a hundred really... hundred and fifty-five pound kids. <laughs> okay, but nerdy they, kids. They look really cool and they were um they collabed with Transformers, so they let the color scheme of like different Transformers oh, for, that's cool. for each car. So they did little races, but not everybody was going in and so you just see a little kid just doing laps. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, so they, they, I like that they put you through that little, uh, 
small business section because you get to see a lot yeah. of like good artists and uh independent you know that they pay more for a booth you know right. and then we got to meet this these jewelry designers that make really good stuff and again i'm hyping it up but that's that'll be released tomorrow on mm-hmm. uh live. so we walked through that and then then we went to the main hall and in the main hall we're like well what are we gonna do so like let's snake around let's just go see everything and then record what you like and you know when i tell you we're gonna stop and talk we stop and talk and yeah we did that we went all through the hall it took us about it wasn't as packed as last year was larry when we went on sunday it was really mm-hmm. packed this year it wasn't right. that packed it was easier to get to everything and cool it was uh we did i want to say from 10 o'clock to about 1 30 we did nothing but like try to get content and then from okay, there cool we went to lunch, had a couple beers, smoked the joint, and then went back to like buy stuff. Okay. And then uh, that's when I met Dan Slot. Mm-hmm. And now we get to the meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, I, Adam wanted to go to the bathroom. He's like, here, go to the bathroom. And then the bathroom is right where. You know, it's the bathroom. So, of course, there's going to be shit around there. So, comicsketchart.com puts their booth there. Right. And you still, he still trashes them. I love it. Like, Oz was there when they're like, they, they literally, it says the price includes a signature, which I mm-hmm. thought was, and then the lady, you know, that did animosity wasn't there. So, it's like, why mm-hmm. the fuck are you selling her books? Like, at least sell it signed. You know, right. like, but oh, they didn't say like, oh. way back. Yeah, I'm like, boy, <laughs> that, I was there. <laughs> that's when the beef started. That's when the grudge started. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's where uh, I gotta give I gotta give Mo his props. Like this fool, like he's not the dude that's like, man, I hate them and I can't quite remember why, but I know it's important. No, no, Moses I know never exactly that guy. Moses is exactly why. Exactly, Douglas at ComicSketchArt.com. <laughs> yeah, I've had a few issues with them. I think we talked about on the show before. He, he's like, he's like, just come to the next show where she's at, and she'll sign it for free. And I'm like, fuck you! Like, I, I, how the fuck? How the fuck? You can? You mean you're not gonna give me a list of what her shows are gonna be, where she's gonna be signing? Like, when you with you guys? Like, what the fuck? Also, you know? he's gonna walk up with a book. She's gonna be like, all right, well, just go ahead and pay, and I'll sign it. Like, they're not gonna remember what him. No, what? But the the cover of that trade paperback is a comic sketch art exclusive cover, so they know okay. it's theirs. So that that's the the only good part about it, or, or the 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 silver lining. But yeah, this is beside the point. I I I have decided to make amends to a degree, because they had dance lot here at LA Comic Con, you know, and I got to there's only like six people ahead of me, but they all had like two big old tote bags full of stuff to get signed. And uh, so it was a bit of a wait, and he was just mm-hmm. he didn't mind. He just signed everything, da, 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 you know. And um, and, and uh, the thing is, though, you didn't even know he was going to be there. Ah, I didn't know. I didn't know at all. And the, so here's the weird thing. So I get to see. Uh, this is after we ate lunch. Adam went to the bathroom. I bought a beer after we hit our uh, vape pen, mm-hmm. and uh, and I had the beer with me walking in. And 
I'm uh, <laughs> I'm chilling there, just waiting for Adam to come out of the bathroom, and I see Dan Slot, and I'm like, oh man, I got, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand in line, but I don't want to hold the beer because I want to have my hands free, right? So I just mm-hmm. pounded it, and then that's when I see our uh, where we did the 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 owner of the AUHS where we did our WonderCon stuff, <laughs> and mm-hmm. he's like, he literally probably just pound the whole beer. He's like, what are you doing here? You know, and <laughs> I got to talk to him a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, then I met that slot and it was like, I bought stuff there because I didn't have anything for him to sign. And yeah, I was wearing a full Spider-Man shirt, but <laughs> I wasn't like, it wasn't from one of his runs, the art. It was the McFarlane run, which I ah. actually have my hat here that I, I was going to wear today for purposes of the story. But I didn't because I got a haircut. Now, I look, you know, if I put it on, I look, it look a little like, look, I'm sick. So. <laughs> <laughs> but if I had that hat, I wish he would have signed it too. But yeah, and you know, I just got finally, you know, after he signed all those people's books and called that one guy's friend on the phone to, mm-hmm. you know, and he got to me and then he's like, he I don't know if he knows me from me trolling him about Alpha on Twitter or nothing, but <laughs> but he was looking at me like like you know, he was signing and he was like looking off to the side when I got in line, you know? And uh, I don't know if it was because he thought I was going to start crying or something, which I almost <laughs> did. I'm not ashamed. Which, hey, <laughs> so, makes sense. So then I just said, hi. You know, I, I told the lady, I'm like, hey, I'm going to buy that and that, please. And then he's like, okay. So I paid for it and everything. So all I had to do was just give it to him and have him sign it. And then uh, with that, you know, he's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, ah, pretty good, man. I didn't even know you were going to be here. And then that's it. And then he's like, fiddling with the book because since it was vacuum sealed he didn't want to uh open the pages too much because the paint or the ink would like mess up on the hardcover because i got fantastic four uh volume two his 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 second Mm -hmm. hardcover and uh right so he's like and he wants he was gonna sign it on the inside and then uh yeah he's like yeah and then i bought spider boy number one the comic sketch art uh exclusive and He's like, yeah, I can't sign this on the outside. Is that cool? I'm like, yeah, you just do whatever the fuck you want with these books. You want to tear them? You're crazy. <laughs> That's what I said in my head. I didn't say that out there. It, outside, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. It's good. You know, because <laughs> I, I, I was I, genuinely, I was starstruck. Like, I mean, you know, well, you know what? Well, like, you know how big of a fan of Dan Slot you are. I'm over here and checking then, my phone, and I didn't get, I didn't miss a call from Dan Slot. Yeah, yeah, hey. <laughs> I didn't say anything other than hi, yeah, good, do whatever you want with the books, and thank you, and that's it. I didn't say nothing. I'm not gonna, wasn't gonna talk, I'm not gonna waste this time. Like I'm sure everybody's probably telling him how great he is, or shit, you know. I would have wanted him to tell me to go fuck myself, like he did that one guy in the forum that one time, because that's one of my favorite moments of his. <laughs> where he's like, "You suck at Spider-Man." Like, you know what, man? Fuck you. <laughs> fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but I, you know, I don't want to give him a reason to say that to me but but yeah so uh yeah that was it and i just tried my hardest not to tear up man yeah <laughs> well look, yeah. We're, we're we're glad you we're glad that you made it through mo <laughs> <laughs> and then you know uh yeah and then you look, you look we got a call man yeah no, absolutely is it dance it no it is not dance lot it is ed <laughs> davis how are you good hey, sir how are you today 
Good, good. Welcome to Fantastic Four, man. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for letting me in. I appreciate it. No, no. He was there. We we always always love to have creators. Yeah, please. Like, talk, talk about it, Mo. Yeah, so he, uh, Ed Davis is one of the dudes that we interviewed there, and he's uh, that video is up already if you want to check that out. Not right now, but later. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was a good time catching up with him, and then he's got a you know couple things he'd like to talk about too, man. Tell us about yeah, how, so. uh, how how was your sales for this uh, LA Comic Con? I actually did really well this year. This was this was my top year ever selling at LA Comic Con. It actually I hit top numbers for any cons because I've I've always been chasing okay. a certain number, and this time I exceeded it by a by an extra hundred dollars. And that's with LA not advertising my exclusive at all. So even with that, I had really really good show. I mean, I, I talked to a lot of exhibitors who said they had a hard time, but I'm a pest on the floor. I mean, I will solicit everybody and just try to get them to come over and hear about my book. Throw I throw out so many free stickers, but it's just like, hey, come on over here. And the ones that are complaining about sales, I look over, they're sitting on their cell phone, you know, playing whatever game. It's like, no, you got to engage. You have to be a part of the audience if you want any chance to get those sales. And I, it, it paid off. I mean, it was it was a great con overall. That's awesome to hear, Ed. Man, yeah. I mean, look, you're absolutely right too. It's like you you can't you can't be shy. You got to engage the public if you're going to move any any product. Yeah, because your art alone. I mean, there's a lot of amazing art on in, on any given aisle. So people are going to look at your art like, oh, that looks cool, and then they're going to walk on because they. I don't have Spider Man. I don't have you know Superman, Wonder Woman. Nobody knows anything about my characters. So, uh, you know, a really nice art piece of my characters that they don't know anything about, that does me no good. So I have to kind of, I have to sell them on a story and then the art can, you know, can do its job once they take a look at it. Right, right. Speaking of which, was, was was it a mortal era that you had out there? I did. I had Immortal Era. I have. I just got issue eight in of Immortal Era. So that one, I had the new issue of Immortal Era. I had an LA Comic Con exclusive cover for issue three. So I've done three consecutive exclusives for the con. So I had that. And then I had my brand new series, Corruptor. I had that one on the table as well. So it's, it's on Kickstarter, but I decided, you know what? I have the books in hand. Why am I not going to go and sell them at the con? Even though, yeah, you, it's nicer to get backers on the Kickstarter. But when it comes down to it, you know, if people backed me in there and, and Moses backed mine as well, and he was able to just come and pick up his copy. So I told the people, nice. hey, if you backed me, come and grab your copy. You don't need to wait. And if, if stretch goals get unlocked, I'll mail you a little envelope full of the stretch goals. But why not let the people have their book? Why wait till January when I have to wait for, you know, the funds to release and all the extra little things that Kickstarter requires when I can just right. hand someone their book right away? There it is. Christmas came early. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a surprise. And it's part of what I, I love about, you know, buying books from him. One, when I first, I remember the first time we met at LA at Long Beach Comic Con, yeah. right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, when's the next issue? Like, because a lot of these independent books, you know, sometimes they fizzle out, or you know, yeah. And, no, 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 no. I have the finished. I have the finished story in my head, and then we're. I'm already working on issue four and three, and yeah, you know. And so I'm like, all right, 
and you know, I'm happy to do it now. Corruptor, which is uh, in fact, why don't you tell us a little bit of what Corruptor is? All right, so Corruptor, it's a shared universe story, but it's got a completely different vibe and it takes place before the events of Immortal Era. In Immortal Era, the entire world becomes immortal and we see kind of the the attempt to bring death back into the world. Corruptor is before that, and in this world, it centers on a mafia hitman. He gets killed in his final job, and as soon as he dies, he's recruited by a demon. And that demon wants him to go down and he- go down to hell so he can get a job offer from Satan. Satan offers him a job to go back to Earth and be what they call a corruptor. The corruptor's one and only job is to ruin souls so that they end up in hell instead of going up to heaven because heaven and hell are locked in this timeless battle, both sides trying to get as many souls as they can before Immortal Era begins. Because when the Immortal Era begins, all the portals to the afterlife are going to close up. So it's just, it's it's for no other reason than bragging rights, but both sides are trying to get souls. And our mafia hitman is kind of torn between the two worlds because he's recruited by hell, but heaven's not letting him go so easily. So they're sending their people down to recruit him as well. Wow. That like, it, it sounds epic. Epic. I mean, it's like, dude, I, I love, like, a, anytime people mess with, with Christian mythology, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I love it. Yeah, and he, he, you know when he talks about talk, giving the spiel, selling them on the story, he he does it. <laughs> but my nephew Adam, when he heard him, we we're gonna do the little interview, and then he he, uh, he uh, a potential customer came, and and he's like, "Give me one second. He went and did the spiel, and he's listening to what the story is. I had told him already the immortal era stuff because of from mm-hmm. what I know of it, and mm-hmm. like we gotta look for this. We gotta look for the immortal era banner. This is where we gotta go next." And then he's like, okay. And then when he starts hearing Corruptor and then being in the same universe, he's like, oh, they're in the same universe. He turns to me like all excited, like they're in the same universe. He's never read, <laughs> he's never read any of it. He just knows a little bit of the, the first story. And he's like, wow. That's he, the way he explains it to people. He's like, it's it he wants to see it. He wants to read it. And he, you know, and I hit him. Yeah, and and I had I've had to work so much to get the pitch. Because in the beginning, like when you would have come up to my table in Long Beach, I just rambled on. I mean, I meander like, <laughs> hey, and this and that. I'm describing every fucking thing that happens in the book when right. I need to tighten it up. So I, 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 I gave myself the challenge. You have 30 seconds to tell them everything they need to know. And I sat there with a stopwatch and I said, OK, that took 45. Chop. You OK, I got it down to 35. Chop until I could mm-hmm. do a perfect tight pitch in 30 seconds, frontward, backward. And yeah, someone I even said, you have, you know, you want to hear my pitch? Uh, I don't have time. I'm like, I need 30 seconds of your time. I guarantee you, I won't go a second over. And they were like, yeah, right. I said, if I go a second over 30 seconds, I will give you this book for free. And Mm. they listened to the pitch, ended up buying the book. But I just, I I forced myself to just chop it and chop it and chop it because People have a lot of things they want to see at a con. They don't need exactly. me talking for four minutes about my book. But Look, if I can give them the full story in 30 seconds, it's good. And I've made it where now it's 45. I can pitch Corruptor and Immortal Era and connect them so oh, that they nice. know by the end it's a full connected universe. And, you know, maybe one won't hook them or the other. But I think when I tie it together in the end and people hear, oh, yeah, 
it's all a shared universe and he's trying to get the souls before mortal era begins it kind of it has that good closer moment but yeah that was just just fighting myself to not just ramble on because i mean if someone engages yeah. me long enough i'll probably tell them the ending of both stories <laughs> and and that's the thing where not only do you have to like be concise with your pitches just because it's like hey you're trying to respect people's time in regards to all the stuff they're trying to see at a con but mm -hmm. you're like in this day and age man people's attention spans are so short yeah it's like it's crazy like cats tune out after like 25 seconds oh so, yeah <laughs> it's like you know so it, it, the fact that you went ahead and made sure that you got a concise 30 that that's good stuff man like that's that's why you moved more books than you ever had before yeah and 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 that's the thing too you know i know after about 20 seconds if i even need to give them the full 30 because you'll see those people they're like they <laughs> the they are not in it. And, and and then there's a few that i start pitching it and i can see the the how offended they're becoming at everything mm. i'm talking about and showing <laughs> and i was like oh shit one guy was so angry at me like well, that's just evil. And, you know, you have Satan on your banner. I'm like, well, you know what you're getting. I'm not, there's no surprises. But yeah. <laughs> like, if I don't offend someone, I'm not doing my job. Yeah. There it is. Here, here. I'm, uh, I'm looking at the Kickstarter for Corruptor, and there is a, a way to send books to, uh, to the troops. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I found a, I found a, I was working with something and I found one that you could give books to students, but the last thing I need is my book in the hands of students. That's but right. I, in the same category, they had one that you could send to soldiers that were deployed overseas. So what I did with that was I just said, if you donate to that one, I'll match whatever you send. So if someone backs that tier or adds on that tier, cause you have it as an add on as well, then mm -hmm. they end up getting two books for each one. So they get, they'll get the trade paperback of Immortal Era and issue one of Corruptor. So every packer, and I think we have about five. So that means at minimum, we'll be getting 10 books out to the soldiers that are deployed overseas. That's very cool, man. That's awesome. Look, I, look I've never been in the service. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I know Jay has, mm -hmm. uh, but it's like, as a, I could only imagine like me being who I am if I was in the service, especially if I was mm -hmm. off somewhere, yeah, like, that wasn't home, and I got a pack of comics. Oh my god, that would make my day! Like yeah. you can't, I can't even tell you how happy that would make me as an individual. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I I can't speak for every soldier, but I would like to think that they would appreciate it as well because I would just be like, man, it'd be, it would feel like a little taste of home. Yeah, something to pass the time, if nothing else. Exactly, exactly, right? Because Lord knows, it's like, you know, you're in, like, random deployment, and it's like you yeah. might only be able to get so much content as is. Mm -hmm. just, just getting mail, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's why I'm actually going to have, because I, I teach fifth grade, so I'm going to have my students write letters as well that we can oh, package nice. along with those books. Nice. Now, how long have you been teaching fifth grade, Ed? I have been teaching fifth grade for 24 years now. Oh my God, Jesus. God bless you. That Look, speaking <laughs> of, of deployments, you know. <laughs> oh, some days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, man, like that's, 24 that's years of teaching fifth graders. 
that's what I told Adam when we were getting there. Like, oh yeah, he, the way he he explains everything, he's gonna he does it well because he does have that background that that standing in front right. of people. Yeah, and, that's my whole day is talking to talking yeah. to people, and I, I'm trying to sell them on math. It's a lot easier to sell someone on a comic book. <laughs> there is, and, and that's the whole thing where fifth and sixth grade, like that's those are those tough years, man. Like that's yeah. that transition where you know kid, you can't BS fifth and sixth graders. That's no. what I, you know, angry. they know too much. Mm-hmm. And and that was before the internet. Now I don't even oh, know. Oh yeah, sixth graders like they they're basically adults probably. <laughs> oh yeah, they, they it's crazy because I've seen. I mean, figure if I've been I started before internet was even a factor. Right. I mean, exactly. there there was no internet. It existed, but right. none of the kids had right. it. It wasn't right. at their fingertips. Like you know, right. cell phones. Those were, you know, clunky little fold phones. That's right. what people had. Right. They made phone right. calls. That was it. And, right. you know, to see how the kids have shifted as the right. Internet's grown, as as the world's at their fingertips, it's, yeah. it's pretty to crazy to see. wrote their report or if it was chat GPT. Right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's why, <laughs> that's why I'm like, all right, every draft has to be handwritten because I know oh. they're smart enough to chat GPT. It. And you know what? If they do a handwritten draft and go make it better on chat GPT, at least I know they put the work in. Right. <laughs> man, man. But, Ed, talk to us now. You know, your, your, your company is Finish Line Comics, right? Yes. Yeah. Talk to us about that in general. Like, what? Why did you go with Finish Line, and like, you know, how did you come up with that initially? The the initial thing, I was actually just kind of talking with my wife, and I said something about, fin- you know, oh my gosh, you know, it's, it feels like this race, I'm never going to make it to the finish line, and she said, why don't you call your company Finish Line Comics? And it came, if you look at my banner, it's a skeleton, you know, not yeah. quite making it to the finish line. And <laughs> it, it, it's based on the fact that I'm a long distance runner. I've done races oh, wow. up to 48 miles long. And Jeez. that that describes the feeling as you get to that finish line, some races. You're just like, all I want to do is die and I still have two miles to go. And... <laughs> It's just, you know, what seems like, oh, I can do two miles in my sleep, not after 46. They end up feeling like the worst miles of all time. So that kind of started the whole finish line comics thing because I thought, what's something that connects with, you know, my main life? Because anyone who knows me well knows I'm a distance runner and that's, you know, one of my big passions. And I did that as well because I thought I can get people, I, I can get runners who will come to my booth and they'll just come over and start talking running. And I'll be like, oh, by the way, I got a T-shirt of that. And it's in mm-hmm. tech material, so you can actually go run a race in it. And I've oh, sold a nice. lot of shirts to someone who has no interest in the comic book, but they just right. like the logo. Of course. Of course. That's cool. That's a great way to incorporate two of your interests into one thing. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And how does yeah. like, the, the discipline of running, like, th- th- how does that benefit you? Like that helps you crosses over into your creative space, right? Like the ability to like stick to something. It really does. And it's also, it's my best thinking time. I'll put Mm -hmm. on some, some kind of a music that just kind of turns into white noise. And at that point I'm starting, I, I start trying to develop plot lines in my head and I have a writing pad. I have writing pads everywhere. I have in my car, my bedside. And one of them I have is right downstairs and I get home from a run and I'm just 
dripping sweat, but pouring out ideas all over all over this paper. So it's wow. one it's one of those things where a whole storylines have been conceived when I'm on a run. In fact, making the Corruptor series connected into the Immortal Era universe that was something that I got on one of my runs. Nice, nice. So Ed, you got Immortal Era. You have Corruptor. Mm -hmm. Are there any other projects that you can go ahead and like kind of tease for us? There is one. I'm working on it right now. It's still in its scripting phase, but I already have an artist attached to it. And it's going to be based on um, developing eye floaters. It was some weird thing that happened to me. I ended up getting a couple eye floaters and then I lost 40% of my visual field and what? had to get multiple surgeries to get it to get, you know, the floaters removed. So I thought, what if these are, you know, evil parasitic monsters that in, that take people over and these floaters now turn people evil. So it's going to be partially autobiographical because some of the shit I actually went through in real life, people will think is the fictional part. And then, you know, completely fictional, because, of course, all of these people are going to become hostile serial killers. But I thought that'll be kind of a fun one to do that won't be connected to either universe. So it's kind of its own, it's going to be a one-shot, 48-page standalone issue where it's like, okay, one and done. You don't have to wait because with Immortal Air and Corruptor now, I want to do it every two months getting new issues of both series out. But with this one, you can read it, and when you're done, you're done. Well, look, there, there it is, good people. You heard it here first on Fantastic Forum. Uh, Ed Davis has killed a person or two uh you know you think you think it was fiction but no it did happen, <laughs> no, it did happen. i don't know no, about the murder part i don't know i don't need the cops waiting at my door when i get home <laughs> but but that's so crazy just because you know like i mean i, I have an eye condition myself and so mm -hmm. i have plenty of floaters and yeah. so for you to say that and just to be like oh i'm like what like i'm yeah. i'm blown away by that concept and i'm like He's i can't wait to all right no, I, I, look i i scare easily ed so, you know, you definitely gave me some stuff oh, to think about. Where I'm like, oh, I, I, wrote, no. I wrote most of, I wrote, I'd say, like, the first third of the story while I had my eyes dilated, sitting in a waiting room that I had been in for 14 hours. So the nurse comes up to me and goes, can I get you anything? I'm like, get me a stack of paper and a pen. <laughs> She's like, but you can't see. I'm like, I can see good enough. I mean, it's going to be blurry as shit, but guess what? I can, I can write. So yeah. I'm just sitting there like frantically writing like, okay, all this weird shit I'm going through, this will re look really good in a story. And yeah, it'll, it, it's going to be a wild one, but yeah, anyone who's had floaters, I want, I, yeah. I, I told, I told my wife, I want to do to floaters what Jaws did to sharks. There it is. There it is. And so, and so after your surgery, mm -hmm. your vision has been restored. Like you, you got that it is. back. Yeah. Okay, I got, I got like three or four that lingered, but yeah. they're, they, I mean, I still have to go in every few months and they laser. So before we're done, wow. they'll all be gone. But I mean, I just went out for, it was going out for a run. It was a bright sunny day. And I was like, holy shit. I like the entire bottom half of my vision is just floaters. I, I, you know, and I just That's decided crazy. to have fun with the doctors and start describing weird things. They're like, well, can you describe your visual field? I said, yeah, just imagine you're in a dump full of diapers, nothing but diapers, and it's being overrun by gnats. I said, That's my daily life. <laughs> yeah, 
And I tried to, I figured if, if I can do nothing else, I can amuse myself by making the metaphors weirder and weirder. And finally one right. doctor goes, well, that's very vivid. And I know what you have, and we're going to go do the surgery right now. So. Oh, wow. That's, that's crazy. You had a friggin' a house. He's like, oh no, I know exactly what that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said, he said, I know what that is. We need to get you to laser. He said, but the laser is only going to get you back like 10%. Then the next one you had to do was the, the chopping one. Right. Okay. Okay, cool. So Ed, man, but before you go, man, please tell the people like, you know, how it is they can back the Kickstarter campaign. And if they want to buy some of the books that you already have out, like let them know where they can go to go check them out and go get them. All right, so the Kickstarter, just search Corruptor on Kickstarter. We're the only one there. We did get the Project We Love tag, so it should be right there in the Project We Love category. As far as getting anything else from Immortal Era, if you go to finishlinecomics.com, I have a web store where you can get issues at this moment, one through seven of Immortal Era, including the two trades if you're more interested in getting those. Issue eight's going to be uploaded on there soon. I just barely finished fulfilling that Kickstarter, so I'll be putting those up there. And then all of my social media is under Finish Line Comics, so Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you can go there, and that's also a way that you can see what's coming up because I'm about to start showing some of the art for issue nine of Immortal Era because they're just coming back from the colorist, and there's a few incredible pages I can't wait to show off. So. Yeah, head over to finishlinecomics.com, go to the web store, sign up for my email list, and be notified whenever a new thing's coming out. There it is. Awesome, man. Ed Davis, man. Thank you so much, man, and, and for coming on and calling in. And please, you know, don't be a stranger, man. Anytime, you you know, we're talking about something that you feel like you have an opinion on, we, we always love to get the creator's take on stuff. So please, you know, don't you, yeah. you don't need to have anything to promote to talk to Fantastic Forum. Oh, that sounds great. You, I, I love listening to your show. Your show is when my when my brain is dead, you're my listen to it on a run show. So yeah, there I love listening is. to you guys and definitely we'll call in again, just not not to shamelessly self-promote. <laughs> hey, you can you can shamelessly self-promote as far as we're concerned. Look, we won't <laughs> we're not gonna hold that against you at all. But feel free if you don't need to do that, you can call in still. <laughs> Absolutely. I would love to. Cool. All right. Thanks again, Ed. All right. Thank you, guys. Later.